Welcome, everyone, to Happy Hour, the happiest hour of comedy. But it's two hours. Clap your hands together. Tonight, you have an amazing host. He's dressed for radio. I tell you what, you're going to love him. Everybody, put your hands together for Eli Elwood Schwartz. Yay! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the open mic at Mutiny Radio! Woo! Oh! Ordinarily, radio goes in your ear, but here, tonight, for one night only, we're sticking radio right up your eyes. What do you think I was going to say? I am your host and master of ceremonies, the humorous, the hilarious, the very humble Elwood. Thank you. We have an excellent lineup full of some very powerhouse comedians and people who just wandered in off the street. It is an open mic. Uh, but before that, I have a question for you. Are you ready to start the show? Woo! Me too, but not yet. First, some housekeeping. Help me give a warm thank you to Pam Benjamin, the woman behind the curtain. She's running our sound. She's the reason this all happens. Did you know there was no selection process for this? I just asked if I could host, and Pam was like, let a complete stranger host my show on the radio? Absolutely. I could be anybody, Pam. I could still be anybody. Secondly, Mutiny Radio hosts open mics like this all the time, alongside a variety of other interesting and great programs. I encourage you to please check them out if you have the time at mutinyradio.fm. And thirdly, and finally, are we ready to start the show? Yes! Me too! But not yet! <laughs> it's like comedy blue balls here. Uh... Now, I realize that most of the comedians performing tonight have probably performed multiple times before, but just so there are no misunderstandings and just so we're all on the same page, let's have a little primer on the rules, shall we? Each comedian is going to get around four minutes to perform. Pam is on the horn and she will hit you with the horn at the three minute mark. That means you've got a minute left to wrap up your act. At the end of that minute, you will give me the microphone. If you do not give me the microphone, I will take it from you. Got it? Uh-huh, excellent. Now, are we ready to start the show? For real this time! Please help me welcome your first comedian to the stage. He's a relative newcomer in the field of stand-up comedy, but a genius way ahead of his time and very handsome to boot. Please put your hands together for me! Thank you all very much for coming out. How many of you, show of hands, have ever walked in on your parents having sex? Him, yeah, you, a few people, it's fine, don't be embarrassed, it's on the radio, nobody can see your hands. It's a traumatizing experience, right? It's one thing to know, logically, that your parents are having sex, it's an entirely different thing to be reminded of it. I can do you one better. My parents run a BDSM organization. Oh, yeah. Don't look it up in studio. Go home and do it there. You don't know what trauma is until you wake up one Saturday morning, sit up in bed, and make eye contact with your dad in a leather corset. Oh, happy Saturday. I didn't frequently have to go into my parents' bedroom, but when I did, I got really good at not looking at specific areas of the room. Like, oh, there's, there's the wall of dildos. Oh, there's the wall of writing crops. Oh, there's my Game Boy. I'll just grab that. 
Get out of here, not think about this for the next 20 years. My parents are in the audience tonight. Not only are they in the audience, this is the second time they've heard this joke, so it's awkward and unfunny now. Speaking of times that you were traumatized by people you thought you knew, I found out recently that my coworker is a 9-11 truther. Hmm, yeah, that was a fun 40 minutes. And it's not like this came up organically, right? We weren't talking about August of 2001 and then naturally landed on September. No, we were just driving in the car. And we passed by a homeless encampment. And I'm like, man, that's terrible. It's heartbreaking that people have to live like that. And my coworker looks over at me and goes, yeah. You remember 9-11? <laughs> Guys, I was eight on 9-11. I don't remember shit. And I could have said that. I had an out at the very beginning of this conversation. But instead, my dumbass goes, yeah, I remember 9-11. <laughs> Mistake. So we're getting on minute 40 of this conversation that I've unintentionally trapped myself in, and my coworker finally looks over at me and goes, you know, I don't want to harp on too long about this. <gasps> oh, really? Because you just spent the last 10 minutes talking about the navigational systems on the Boeing 767 while I debate how likely I am to survive a tuck-and-roll at 65 miles an hour. But I understand. You don't want to bore me. I don't want to harp on too long about this. But never in history has jet fuel melted steel beams. And I thought to myself, I have got to get the fuck out of this car right fucking now. I have to end this conversation. And I panic. I don't know what to do. And we're passing by a hospital. And I point out the window at the hospital. And I go, look, a hospital. <laughs> and he stops. That shouldn't have worked. That's the verbal equivalent of dangling keys in front of a baby's face to distract it. Like, ah, hospital, shut the fuck up. But believe it or not, this is not the only time I have been trapped in a car with a conspiracy theorist. I don't know if I have the kind of face that's like, let's tell this kid some weird shit, but it happens to me a lot. When I went to get my driver's license, my driving proctor believed in chemtrails. How do I know she believed in chemtrails? I hear you ask. Good question. I know she believed in chemtrails because when I got in the car and sat down and said, hi, my name is Elwood, my driving proctor said, nice to meet you. The government is using airplanes to dump chemicals on us. Hmm. How do I respond to that? We have sort of a problem in America in that we don't adequately know how to respond to crazy shit because everybody has dealt with a crazy person. It's San Francisco. There's one right there on the other block. And what's your reaction when somebody's coming towards you like, the lizard people are gonna steal your kids. <laughs> Everyone's reaction is, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But that's the wrong reaction. We can't encourage this kind of behavior. We have to point it out. We have to go, this is crazy. What you are saying is crazy and you are crazy for saying it. But it's hard. Confrontation is difficult. And it's especially difficult because I really needed that driver's license. <laughs> so for 10 minutes, I had to pretend that I also believed in chemtrails. <sighs> I got my license. That's been my time. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Oh, are we ready for our first comedian of the evening that's not me? Yes, we certainly are. Hailing from the far-off land of I didn't ask him from where he was, put your hands together for Jonah Pollock. He's not here! <laughs> Only professionalism in the San Francisco stand-up scene. Moving right along is Cody Abe in the house. Cody Abe is next! Hey, how's everybody doing? All right, all right. It's going great. Uh, I'm doing fine. Um, I lost my dad at the age of six. But then I found him. Blowing cocaine into a stripper's asshole. I was shocked. I, I was. I was shocked. I said, Dad, how could you be such a bad influence on me? Your only son. And he said... Cody, please don't tell your mother we started without her. And as he finished putting a little bit of that Charlie into her chocolate factory, uh, she, uh, he said to me, Cody, remember to uh, do as I say and not as I do. Now get over here and hold this eight ball for me. I'm kidding, of course, none of that actually happened. None of it actually happened. I just created that story in my head to get over the death of my father. That's a <laughs> That one was for the comics. Uh, okay, no, I, anyway, I think I was destined to be a comic, or at least extremely fucked up in the head. Like, if you don't believe me, it's in my genetics. All right, it's in my genetics. My father, my late father, uh, was about to, I was gonna be born, you know, past my expected due date, and uh, he was gonna name me something. My name is Cody, he was gonna name me Casper. <laughs> Casper Boo. <laughs> he was gonna name me Casper Boo. My dad was gonna name me an abortion joke if I came late. <laughs> what? That's, uh, that's not fun. I don't know. Anyway, no. So my mom, go moving on to my mom. My mom uh, raised me. She was a single mother. Shout out to single mothers everywhere. Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah, she was actually a nurse. She was a, she was a nurse, which means ladies, yes, I do know where the clitoris is. And mom, no, I've never seen one, I swear. Uh, <laughs> I've never. No, I have. No, I haven't. Anyway, um... So growing up without a dad kind of, uh, people say that it sucked for me. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think so. You know, I didn't have anybody to teach me how to shave, but which that doesn't really matter, right? I'm Asian. I don't need anybody. Um, uh, didn't have anybody to teach me how to change the oil in my car, which also doesn't matter because I'm Asian. I've seen Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. I race for pinks, baby. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, doesn't matter because uh, I don't have anybody to teach me how to beat my future kids. Which, it's okay, because I refuse to perpetuate the pattern of parental physical punishment, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to fucking beat their asses. <laughs> no. Um, I'll leave with this one. Uh, I uh, let it slip in conversation often that uh, I prefer women with larger breasts. They ask me, why do you do that? Why do you prefer women with larger breasts? I say, well, isn't it obvious? 
they produce a higher yield on my human milk farm. <laughs> and I'm going to leave on that one. Thank you, everybody. Give it up for it. One more time for Cody Abe. Oh. I like big titties for the same reason, Cody. Human milk farm. I wonder if there's any profit in that. Uh, are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Zach Ferguson, but please help me welcome to the stage Peter Balmer. Christ, that's a tough act to follow. I guess the theme of the night is daddy issues, right, Waldodo? Is that you? <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh, this, that's Waldodo. You look way more like a Waldodo than this guy. Makes sense. I'm like, you got it together. You used to look like you would do some weird shit to me. I don't want to shake your hand, sir. I don't know. God, there's too many fathers here. It's confusing to me. All right, all right, okay, okay. Um, well, about me, most of my friends are broy straight guys, uh, which can be frustrating because broy straight guys like talking about one thing, and that is shout it out. Pussy. Pussy. No, not pussy. Actually, a pretty quick conversation. Every conversation about pussy is just like pussy's awesome, and it's like yeah, but women are confusing. End of conversation. <laughs> Every time. No, bro, we straight guys love talking about sports. And that's too bad because I don't follow sports. I don't know anything about sports, which I'm sure is surprising to some of you. I know I look like a DVR lacrosse games, but <laughs> I don't. I don't even get the lacrosse channel, but that is a thing. Um, no, it's fine. So I have to, I'm in these conversations. I have no business being in. I don't know what the fuck to do. I still try to like engage, you know? So my friend would be like, oh, dude, I think the Jaguars are going to suck this year. And I'd be like, nah, no way they're going to suck, dude. That's the fastest animal in South America. <laughs> they're going to fucking kill it. And it's like, no, dude, obviously not. I was talking about the Jaguars in Jacksonville. They have Blake Bortles. I'm like, all right, well, thank you for telling me that. And that's whoop, whoop. All right, UCF, University of Central Florida fans. Cool. Didn't think that was a thing we had in Meet Your Radio, but here we are. Anyway, I would have said, yeah, thanks for telling me. It'll be good to know for when I tell this joke. All right. <laughs> the moment was lost. I, I, I shouldn't have diverted. But all right. If uh, I figured out how to sort of stop these conversations, though. So if you're someone like me, you don't follow sports, you want to end a sports conversation, here's what you do. When your friends are having the conversation, right, just take a second, you know, breathe, make some eye contact with one of your friends, and start rubbing your nipples. <laughs> there will be a reaction, right, when your friends like, hey, what the hell, dude? Like, this is a nice restaurant. But... <laughs> After that, the sports conversation's over. Because one of the key pillars of being a broy straight guy is that you're not totally sure that you're not gay. <laughs> so if you if a broy straight guy is making an eye contact with a dude rubbing his nipples, he's not gonna stand there and be like, anyway, I think Tom Brady looks really strong this year. <laughs> Just not gonna happen. Did I have more to that joke? I don't think so. Uh, I like playing video games. It's a fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. There we go. Yeah, more than UCF got. That's cool. Um, I think video games are getting too realistic these days to the point where it's stressful to play. Like, I was playing this game called Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like a cowboy game, and I was going along, cowboying it up, and I shot a bad guy, and he, like, died, and he bled all over. And that was fine. I'd expected that. What I did not expect is that after he died, his daughter came out of the building behind him and saw what I had done and started crying? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> you can't do that to a person. I'm just sitting on my couch, stone covered in cheese it dust, getting PTSD. 
It's not cool. I don't think anybody asked for that either. I don't think they did a focus group for the game, and they were talking to some dude who's like, yeah, Call of Duty, that was a pretty fun game, but I think it would be a lot better if they had more broken families. <laughs> Didn't enter the equation. Didn't even do it to all the games. Like sports games, they're not getting more realistic. You ever play Tiger Woods Golf 2010? No fuck button, no DUI button. <laughs> Doesn't count. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. One more time for Peter Ballmer. <laughs> Fucking degenerate. Uh, on deck we have Kelly Evans, but up next, please help me welcome Jack Ferguson. What's going on, everybody? You guys ever think about the fact that uh, Benjamin Button tricked his wife into becoming a pedophile? Yeah, we're back. Welcome to Open Mic Comedy, guys. Yeah, yeah. What if in like five years, we discover that vaccines actually do cause autism? That's going to be a really hard group of people to hear say, I told you so. <laughs> you know? Like, in fact, if we discover that, I hope scientists just keep it to themselves. Because I would prefer that kids get autism to having to hear Jenny McCarthy paraded around on CNN like a hero, you know? I think that would probably give me autism. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys know the song Creep by Radiohead? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's a song, for those of you who don't know, written by uh, Tom York, the lead singer of Radiohead, about how he feels unattractive and weird. How depressed do you think you'd have to be to feel that way as the lead singer of one of the best rock bands in the world. You know, like I think if I wrote that song, the lyrics would be a little bit different. They'd be like, I'm a sex god. I'm a winner. Everyone likes me. You're welcome. And that would be the end of the song. Uh, <laughs> I think we should make a, a professional sports league that only allows white people in it. Yeah, you guys like that idea, don't you? Uh, not for racist reasons, just so that we can compete, you know? Because uh, as soon as you start letting it black, black people in, it's just over for us white people. But I guess we have the NHL, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys feel like Uber drivers get too many phone calls? Like, I feel like I see an Uber driver answer a phone call more often than I just get a phone call, you know? You have the one job in the world where it's illegal for you to talk on your phone, and yet all of them have Bluetooth headsets. Cool. <laughs> you guys know how uh, praying mantises, when they have sex, the female kills the male afterwards? Have you heard about that? A lot of people, when they hear about that, say, well, why would the male have sex in the first place? And those people don't understand the male sex drive. <laughs> like, if I knew that a girl was going to try and kill me after sex, I would have less sex, but eventually I'm going to take my chances, you know? Like, actually, we already have those girls in the world. They're called crazy girls, and they're the best at sex. <laughs> Yeah, so there you have it. All right, that's I'm Jack Ferguson. Thank you. Well, 
one more time for Jack Ferguson. Oh, man. Vaccines, guys. Vaccines do not cause autism. I know this because I haven't had any of my vaccinations, and I'm autistic. So clearly there's no correlation there. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Mark Neuer. Uh, but please help me welcome to the stage Kelly Evans. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, okay. Let's get to know each other a bit. How's everybody doing over here? I don't know any of you. Yeah, welcome. Are you here because you want to do comedy, or are you watching the show? Watching the show. All right, fuck yeah. We'll stay from 8 to 10 because we have an actual showcase coming up. <laughs> And I'm on it, so I definitely want an audience. You guys seem like nice people, you know? Uh, but let's talk about me, because I'm selfish. Um, I'm from Texas. It's about the right response. Uh, being, yeah. being from Texas, it's, really, uh, it's a religious place. I had a weird upbringing. I had to deal with a lot of religion. And it's something I never really understood. Uh, like, you're saying you don't want me to have sex before marriage. And you don't want me to have sex outside of marriage? Like, really? That's unfair. That seems... Can we choose one? Like... So I only get married sex? That's like the worst sex. You, you could probably attest to that, right? <laughs> just kidding. It's, but it's like that sideways sex when you're just like half care. You know, anyway, all right, too much visual. That's fine. But it's like people who don't have premarital sex, like not once. Not, you don't even want to, like that's a commitment, right? I mean, you're telling me you will read 30 Amazon reviews for a printer, but not fuck once. Not one time. Really? Like a printer, that's a three-year commitment. But marriage, that's a six-year commitment at most. That is at least all the ones that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, but other things about religion that always bothered me, the Ten Commandments, I just don't really get them. Like, coveting an ox is on the same list as not murdering somebody. Like, that seems a little... Like, there's some variation. That's like Michael Jackson and Prince being on the same list of child molesters. You know what I mean? It's, one of them was clearly the king. Anyway, uh, it's true. It's true. Um, and I just try to imagine sometimes, like, a converse. Oh, well, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, I was going to say the first commandment is the one that always stands out the most. First, first of all, the first in any list stands out. That's the one you remember, right? And the rest, you're like, eh, maybe they're important. I don't know. Uh, that's how I treat the commandments. Uh, but the first is, and if you don't know it, has anybody read the Bible? Do you know? I have. There we go. She knows what it is. Uh, what is the first commandment? Don't. It's the God one. No God. Yeah, that's about right. That's about It's the God one. It is the God. I think everyone is the God one. I think they're all... Anyway, no, it's uh, thou shalt not worship any gods but the one true God, which makes God sound like a jealous girlfriend. You know, like, you're not talking to any of the gods, are I will, I will fucking smite you. What? I don't know what that is, but it sounds hot. It does. I, I'm into some smiting, you know? I'm experimental. Uh, thank you. Uh, but I just try to imagine a conversation between, like, God and one of his worshipers, you know? Uh, you're not worshiping any other gods, are you? Uh, what? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that, baby. You're the number one. Uh, well, that's weird because I saw Vishnu tag you twice on Instagram yesterday. <laughs> what? Vishnu? Eight arms? A lady with eight? Who wants a lady with eight arms? What's she going to do with all those arms anyway? I mean, what would she do with that? What can she do with the arms? Does anybody know? Does anybody? Anyway, that's not important. All right. 
I'm out of time, so I'm just going to wrap it up there. So I want to say thank you very much. My name is Kelly Evans. So welcome back, your host. One more time for Kelly Evans. Oh, getting jerked off by a deity. Doesn't that sound great? Uh, <laughs> are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Rong Zhao, but please help me welcome to the stage, Mark Neuer. Oh my God, how are we doing? We're doing well? Doing all right? Fantastic, yeah. Great. I'm from the 209. You know where that's at? Cool, Stockton Modesto. For all of you guys, that just means I'm broke as shit. Very accurate. It's very, very accurate. I had a dude tell me, man, I, I know Modesto. I went to rehab in Modesto. It's <laughs> like, wow. It's like going to the Neverland Ranch to stop fucking kids. You know that, right? Do you, do you get that? Do you understand how like, ass backwards that is? It's like you're just looking out the windows and all the tweakers just walking by like, I want to be them. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Fucking ridiculous. My mom had a stroke. Two strokes last week. They were minor. They were fine. She's fine. They were minor. At least the stroke face will cover the wristing bitch face. You know? Oh. <laughs> At least you guys can smile about it. Because she fucking can't anymore. She really it looks like a fucked up Two-Face from Batman. It's all fucked up. It's beautiful. No, she's fine. She's fine. You know? Now she's... <laughs> she's great. She's dead. <laughs> no, she's fine. She's dead. It's good. No, she's fine. She doesn't care. She's dead. So it's like she's fine. You know, it's just, it's great. <laughs> anyone else smoke weed? Does anyone smoke cannabis? I'm high as shit right now. I'm high as fuck. I'm high as draft nuts. I'm fucking high. I told that to somebody. They're like, I don't really say draft pussy. I'm like, well, I don't really care what you don't really say. I say draft nuts, you know? You ever get so high, you got to take an extra shower? You got to take a couple extra shits? Call your <laughs> you got to call your little brother and... Apologize for calling him retarded your entire childhood. That one just me? That one's just me. Okay. He has a lazy eye. You know, he's not, he's, he's like half retarded. He's not full retarded, you know. We come from the same nutsack. He has a lazy eye. I have the little dick. Sometimes it just happens this way, you know. Whew. <laughs> I never understood the Mac Dre song, and uh, you know, I'm feeling myself, I'm in the building, and I'm feeling myself. And so I started smoking a bunch of weed and getting on stage in front of a bunch of people, telling a bunch of jokes, and all of a sudden, all I do is rub my chest like I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> like, fuck, I get it. I, I am feeling myself. I get it now. I understand. Like, fuck. Thank you. The horn. It never gets a laugh, Pam. My horns never get laughs. I don't understand. They're like, I want to hear him, not the fucking horn. I get it. I'm that good. Okay. Okay, you guys like my, my flower? Thank you, I've been working out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I, have a, I have a new job. I'm a barista. Thank you. I don't know what it means either. <laughs> I have no idea. I make avocado toast. Ooh, fucking white people, dude. Stop. Stop buying it. Fuck. <laughs> the last place my phalanges belong is knuckles deep in your avocados. Stop coming. Please, I'm serious. It's, it's not, it, I pick up halfies off 6th Street. It's disgusting. Stop buying shit that I cook. What are you doing? It's just not the, it's not 
the seasoning you're going for. I'm sorry. It's just not, it's not. You want like some oil vinegar, you know, a little lime, lemon juice, not nicotine tar stains. It's just not, I'm not targeting you. You just, the demographic, you know, you just, you are the problem. <laughs> All right. My name is Mark Neuer. Have a great night. One more time for Mark Neuer. San Francisco's premier family-friendly entertainer. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Ian Levy, but please help me welcome to the stage, Rong Zhao. Thank you, everyone. Um, from the name, probably you can tell I'm not from here, you know. I, I was actually born on an island off the coast of China called Japan. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm Chinese. Um, Recently, I heard this, this thing. My ex-girlfriend just got engaged. I was like, how is it possible, right? So, so basically, yeah, I'm, I'm important, so I should have. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for doing that. So, I mean, I, told, I, I was surprised because I, I just Googled this guy. I mean, apparently, this guy looks exactly like me. Yeah, but with low resolution. <laughs> Like, if you put myself and him side by side, it's like the same photo, but mine is from iPhone X, and he's from like Nokia flip phone, you know? That's the difference. So, I mean, I'm very happy for them. I think like, I wanna, I just wanna wish them kind of live happily, you know, together till the end of their death. And I wish that day was tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend, um, she's like a perfect woman for a while. <laughs> like, like I think my, my ex-girlfriend is basically like the, the cheap pants you got from Walmart. Right, like literally it fits very well when you're trying it out in a, in, a, in a store, but when you get home after 90 days, it just like shrinks. <laughs> like, what can you do? You can't, you can't like throw it away because you purchased it, it's not free, and you can't return it back because it's past the expiration date. <laughs> So you have to worry, like, we're in, like, in pain, basically. Oh, my God. Um, but I can't blame her, you know, because after all, she is indeed made in China. <laughs> I can make this joke. I'm from China, man. <laughs> um, so earlier, I was, uh, last week, I was in San Diego. I saw an amazing thing, uh, one amazing thing happened at the airport. So I was at the airport, I met this woman. Like, have you ever met someone for the first time that you just like fell in love with? Like literally, I, I just felt like she's so attractive, we had a great chemistry, and, uh, and, and literally like just, you know, we just slept together that night. It was, it was great, she's amazing. You know the best part? She is white. <laughs> That's not pun uh, intended, but, uh, um, she's just just great, you know. We had a great time, you know. You know, I felt very special because next day she only charged me fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, like you know, that's like you know, it's not true. It's, it's a lie, actually. But the thing is that we didn't have chemistry, right? Like literally, like I asked her, like, what do you do for 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 a living? And she she said, I provide adult entertainment experience. <laughs> 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 
and she's like, do you want to try now? I thought about it. I was like, well, I mean, I don't think I want to do that given that we're in line at the airport. <laughs> um, so so um, um, earlier I was uh, talking with a colleague and I told her when I was uh, a kid, I was very fat and ugly. And she's like, I don't believe it. Do you have a photo? So I showed her the photo, she looked at it, she's like, you look pretty much the same. <laughs> like, I didn't say anything, you know, I just went home and put her name onto my haters' spreadsheet. <laughs> like, I have spreadsheet for my haters, you know? Like, like my neighbor, like the guy working at DMV, you know, like my mom. <laughs> uh, I'll just end here so that you can remember my mom more often. <laughs> Thank you all, my name's Ron. <laughs> One more time for Rong. He has a very stable home life. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Eddie from Portland, but... On deck, we don't have Eddie from Portland. On deck, we have Justin Carisi, but please help me welcome to the stage, Ian Levy. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. That's very nice. Uh, I met a woman recently who told me that she was uh, undefeated in thumb wars. And I said, okay, I challenge you to thumb war. And she said, no. And I was like, well, I got to be honest. It feels like an emperor wear knows no clothing kind of situation. Maybe an emperor has no thumbs. I don't know. But it's, in that case, I'm undefeated at Muay Thai. <laughs> it was, it was, you can't just go around and say that. It's, I don't know. My sister, I have a sister, uh, she always gets very mad at me because I turn my phone off all the time. And she's always like, uh, you know what, there's an emergency. And I think she's overestimating how useful I'll be in an emergency. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that many skills. The only thing I'm trained in is I'm a trained barista. <laughs> so unless you need another difference between like a cappuccino and a macchiato, I'm probably not going to be able to help. Do you guys know that? Does anyone know the difference between a cappuccino and a macchiato? You say you do, but is, well, if I, I mean, the thing is, like, I, people always come to the cafe. They always want these, like, complicated. They're always like, oh, can I have a, a flat white? And every time, I just make them a cappuccino, and they're happy. They don't know. They don't know. It doesn't matter. It's They just want to sound Italian. Or, you know, they're like, I'll have a macchiato. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it doesn't, they can order a chicken shawarma, and I'll give them a cappuccino. They're happy. I don't... I don't know what you want me to do with that information, but I, um, I'm a lifelong uh, vegetarian. Um, don't, don't, please don't. <laughs> it's, it's, I didn't choose to be one. My parents just decided to raise me frail. So like I didn't really, was, that was just their prerogative. It's weird because it's just what I am. Like I've never, I, I don't really have any choice. I don't do it for any other reason other than I was told to be a vegetarian. I was just like, okay. I don't know. Like I don't particularly care for animals or, you know, like I'll drop kick a chicken, but I won't, I just won't eat it. That's because I was told not to. Like it's, that's, have you met a roosters? Fucking suck, man. They're bullies. They have talons. No good animal has talons, okay? No one's ever like, hey, see that koala bear? Watch out for its talons. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> I'm just... I don't know. Do you guys ever ask yourself the, am I uh, in a cult? <laughs> I think that's a good question. I don't think enough people... I don't know. I'm not that smart. It would be easy for me to end up in a cult. Like, I'll do whatever you say if you have, like, a strong jawline. It's just... It doesn't... That's my, th you know, I'm, I'm just like, why would God make you beautiful if you weren't supposed to lead me? Like, that's my, that's how I lead my life. I don't know what these people, 
Uh, like I said, I'm not smart at all. I was watching a movie recently with a friend, and there was like a, a carrier pigeon in it, you know. And and I was I just asked my friend, I was like, "Hey, how do the carrier pigeons know where to go?" Uh, my friend was like, "Well, obviously, you just have a bunch of different pigeons trained to go to specific locations," all right, which I guess makes more sense than what I was thinking, uh, where you get a pigeon, uh, and you get a letter, and you tie it to that pigeon's foot, and then you go. Uh, Sacramento! <laughs> My mother's house! God's Godspeed! I don't know. Okay. okay, that's all my time. Thank you very much. Hey. One more time for Ian Levy. He's my emergency contact. I almost died in a ditch one time. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are on deck this time for real. We have Eddie from Portland, but please help me welcome to the stage, Justin Carisi. He's not here. Oh no, Eddie, you ready? Eddie from Portland, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi, my name. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. Hi, my name is Eddie Sue. Um, I'm from Portland. Uh, I like doing stand-up comedy. I've been doing this for about four months now. It's very fulfill my dream of attention whore. <laughs> yes, I'm attention whore with a pronunciation problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm originally from Taiwan. Um, there, we teach English differently. Instead of saying Costco, we say Costco. Instead of saying YouTube, we say YouTube B. So a lot of pronunciation is different here. And then when I first moved to San Francisco, I went to Bank of America. I told a banker I would love to open a checking account. <laughs> uh, she was not happy about it. <laughs> Whenever I say the word account, her eyebrow twitches, just like this. And this, and this. I was like, ah, how about the saving account things? She was like, damn. Anyway, uh, language is this thing. I do speak Chinese Mandarin. It's my mother tongue. Uh, we don't have to turn horny. We say, I hunger for sex. Or I'm itching down there. <laughs> when I first moved to San Francisco five years ago, I told my American friend that I'm itching down there. <laughs> he was like, you need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, um, my boyfriend and I together for a year and a half now. Yeah, thank you. Yes, it's like a 10 years in hetero relationship. Yeah, gay couple move things really fast. No, not like straight couple. You guys get to go to different bathroom to pee and fart in the same time. Gay couple go to the same bathroom, 2 p.m. find the same time, right next to each other, you in a funeral, and then sneak peek his dick. So next day I rent a U-Haul moving with him. <laughs> yes. My boyfriend's Mexican and I'm Asian. We actually have a lot in common. First of all, we both have love siblings because both our family business needs our free child labor. <laughs> yes. And he and I are also very good at the money, which is the roundabout way to say that we are cheap. 
Okay, so Chi, we are not interested in cute gay couple Sunday brunch. We are interested in Sunday coupon snatch. <laughs> yes, you guys know the concept men should pay, right? Wow,、well, it's not. I'm very confused about that concept because in gay male relationship, who should pay? On the very first date, my boyfriend went on dinner. When the bill came, we look at the check and we look at each other, and neither of us want to pay. Because <laughs> if I pay, do I get to be the top of the night? <laughs> Thank you so much, my Sadie Sue. <laughs> One more time for Eddie from Portland. Oh man, he and I got dinner one night. We're still there.、Uh, oh, it's terrible. I'm sorry.、Um, are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. Do we have Elio David Aponte Savalios in the house? We certainly don't. I guess you're not next. Then, on deck we have Bryce Dozier. But please help me welcome to the stage Kyle Morrissey. <laughs> What's nice about having actual audience members? You guys stay. <laughs>、uh, my car died on the way over here.、Um, I'm glad I still made it, but、uh, I was having some some troubles with it, and I didn't know what to do. So I just bought like three different kinds of motor oil, and I just dumped all of it in,、um, and it just it just died.、Uh, it just totally died. But I was like, that makes sense. Like when I mix like tequila, gin, and vodka, like I also end up on the side of the freeway. So.、Um, Yeah, it's good to. It's good. To, I'm glad I made it. I'm glad I made it.、Um, I was out of town for the weekend. I was watching my sister graduate from college. I was very proud of her.、Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like legitimately happy for her because、uh, my college years were not like that.、Uh, she did a great job.、Um, you know, straight A's, all that.、Um, it was a little different for me. You know, my college years were filled with filled with like. Bad relationships, loneliness, depression—that's just you know how it goes sometimes.、Uh, so it bothers me when people say that college are the best four years of your life, uh, uh, but only because in comparison,、uh, those were still the best four years of my life. <laughs> so the flight back was terrible. It, it was just from Portland, short flight. I thought I was gonna die. Like, have you ever had turbulence so bad that when you land, you're not sure if you applaud the pilot or if you're supposed to ask, like, what the fuck was wrong with that pilot? Like, like, did he just save our lives or does he suck? <laughs> like,、um, it's good to be back in San Francisco, though. I've been here for a minute.、Um, have you guys ever lived in a city for so long, you just stop believing fire trucks? <laughs> like. Like like goes by you with its sirens on, and you're just like,、mm, I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the third time in an hour. Like, yeah,、um, I、uh, I meditate a lot. Anyone here meditate? Try try meditating. Yeah, yeah. I、uh, I, I give it a shot.、Um, I I do like guided like YouTube videos, and、uh, the one I listened to today was a man in a very nice English accent.、Uh, was like. Picture every thought as a balloon, and、uh, I tried that and ended up in Stephen King's It very quickly. Like, a <laughs> lot of balloons, very scary. None of them that funny.、Um, I、uh, I tried those breathing meditations. You know, breathe in, breathe out.、Uh, but when I'm crunched on time, I'll just like put it on two x speed. I just end up hyperventilating and pass out. Like, doesn't really work. 
Um, but I need to, I need to meditate. I, uh, I, I've been kind of stressed out lately. You see the news, mass shootings. It's always a young white guy. And so people are always worried, like, are you going to be the next mass shooter? And I feel like that, that's not totally fair. I always thought I'd be way more of a serial killer. Like, like, cause I still need that like intimate one-on-one -on -one connection, you know, like, like I'm not a monster, you know? Um, I saw a trailer for a, a Charles Manson film coming out and uh, I was like, really already? Like another superhero movie? Like, <laughs> uh, it's a very tense culture we live in. Um, you know, a lot of people worried about getting called, you know, racist, sexist. Uh, I'm not that worried. It's hard to get called a Nazi when you are skinny enough to be a Holocaust survivor. So thank you very much. All right. I'm Kyle Morrissey. One more time for Kyle Morrissey, San Francisco's serial arsonist. <laughs> are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have the woman herself, Pam Benjamin, but please help me welcome to the stage, Bryce Dozier. All right, hello, everybody. So, I just recently broke up with my girlfriend. It's pretty rough, pretty rough. Um, well, I didn't get quite the reaction I was hoping, but no. Um, so I've been trying to get back out there. Uh, I've been trying the dating apps. It's really hard to date in this city. It's pretty rough. Um, my, I told my friend I was worried about trying the dating apps. I, I didn't know about them. I didn't think they were for me. And he said, why, because you're too fat? Are you worried about your fatness? I said I wasn't, but now I am. Thank you. He said, don't worry, just, just because you're fat, you're proportional, so it's okay. And I said, oh, thank you. That's a nice, gentle way of saying I'm fat everywhere. Thank you very much. That's awesome. So I've been trying the apps. Um, I went on a date with this one girl. Uh, you know on the apps you can list your pet peeves, and her pet peeves were uh, loud chewers, slow walkers, and animal abuse. And I thought animal abuse is a little heavy for a pet peeve. Like, you can't just call it, like, that's a crime. You can't just call a pet peeve a crime. That's like saying your least favorite NFL player is O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is no longer an NFL player. O.J. Simpson has transitioned into murderer, full-time murderer. That's like saying, like, it's, O.J.'s crimes are so weird because he's the only athlete that's done that. Think about the other murderers in the NFL. Ray Lewis murdered a person, still an NFL player. Aaron Hernandez murdered several people. Still an NFL player, but OJ, full-on murderer. It's good for him. Um, See, so yeah, I've been trying the apps, haven't been going super well. Um, I went on a date with this one girl uh, from Oklahoma, and I had all these preconceived notions about her, because I'd never been to Oklahoma, I barely left the city, so I was like, is she going to be singing a country song the whole time? Like, I didn't know what it was going to be like. Um, but it was awesome. She was great. There was no cowboy hats. She was, she was very nice, very well-spoken. Everything about her was amazing. But then on the second date, I met her parents, who were visiting from out of town. And they were from Oklahoma, for sure. They, so the dad came in with a duffel bag full of Mountain Dew two liters into a restaurant. That's what I said. And uh, I said, what are these for? And he said, oh, don't worry, I've got red diamond sweet tea, too. <laughs> and I said, I don't know what that is, sir. 
But I looked it up. It's available online at Walmart for $1 per gallon. So you can get it there if you want. And I said, what are these for? And he said, oh, we're going on a cruise. I said, oh, okay. I don't, I still don't understand. Like, what are these for? And he said, well, we wrote to the cruise line and said we didn't see Mountain Dew or Red Dawn Sweet Tea on your itinerary. And they said, yeah, we don't serve that, sir. And he said, well, I can't have that. And so they said, well, you can't bring your own food and drink. And he said, all right, well, how are you going to remedy this? Because I'm going on this cruise and I'm drinking Mountain Dew. And they said, if you can get a medical exemption from a doctor, then you can bring it. So that means there's a doctor somewhere <laughs> that wrote this guy a prescription for Mountain Dew and Red Dawn Sweet Tea. And they brought it on that one day cruise. All right. Thank you, everybody. One more time for Bryce Dozier. There is no medical exemption on earth that would let you bring 30 gallons of fucking soft drink on a cruise. Um, are we ready for our next comedian? Yeah. We certainly are. On deck we have Surab S. But please help me welcome to the stage the woman of the hour, Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for your host, Elwood. Killing it tonight. Bringing the fire. A host that cares enough to wear a bow tie. That's meaningful. And bring his parents and married people. That's nice. No, I used to be married. I was married once. That's why I cacawed loudly after someone's divorce joke. I was like, six years? <laughs> you made it that long? Uh, my marriage, I got my first STD. Yeah, sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. Sexually transmitted debt, right? I didn't know my now ex-husband had $15,000 of credit card bills when we got married. He didn't tell me. No, I just found out three years later. Oh, you have $15,000 of credit card? I'm so glad our marriage is built on truth and honesty. <laughs> it is. It's, that jo it's okay, you guys. I'm happily divorced. Don't worry. Don't, don't bemoan my, my fate. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a socialist. I used, to be, I used to be a rich married woman, and I gave it all up. Ha ha! I'm a socialist. I'm a Marxist. The one thing I don't understand is like why we can't get on board with women's labor being real and being valued. Right? When we have a baby, it's literally called labor. <laughs> but no one pays you for it. It costs money, and then it's like, rah, 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 and it like eats your boobs, rah, 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 and like your whole life falls apart. Yay, kids! I just think I just think that women's labor should be paid for, and that single moms should actually get two incomes if they're working. They should actually just be. I'm doing a TED talk now on Marxism. I'm sorry, but language is political. It really is, right? Like, I have to call myself a feminist because I'm a, I'm a female. I'm a human. I'm a person. Yeah, we are all people. No, it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. I have to call myself, it's true. I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Yeah, everybody spell for a minute. Get out your T9. It's okay. I know no one. I can read. I'm a witch. Ah! Feminism is spelled with an I. I am a feminist. Heavy-handed feminist. You used to have to, don't beat your wife with too heavy a hand. Ha 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 ha. But the other thing, right, like every month I menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do. And you put your name all over it. <laughs> menstruate, and you think it's gross. 
Like the, the one thing I do get is menopause, because when I'm 55, men are gonna pause on me before swiping <laughs> right or left. I don't know which ways to swipe. Uh, I, I, want, I want some equality, you guys. Maybe you can get on board. I think that PG-13 movies should change. Right now, cover up the nipple, 180% side boob, totally fine. I say, equality now. I wanna see some side scrote, right? So, if the balls, if the balls are cupped and we can't see the dick, what we can see is this, like, flappy, maybe hairy, long, and the beauty of this is that the older actors can really get back into the game. Like, imagine with me a Martin Scorsese film. It's sunset with an infinity pool, and Nick Cage is coming out of the steps. His balls are in the water. His dick is above the stairs, and what we get to see is the sunset shining from this beautiful, veiny, stained glass side scrote for equality, equality now. Thank you guys so much. I've been Pam Benjamin. One more time for Pam Benjamin. It's, it's partial male nudity for equality. The American dream. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. Uh, first is Duat Man in the house. Guess not. On deck we have Cam Granger, but please help me welcome to the stage Sarab S. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my parents recently confessed to me that they considered having me aborted. I know, it was tough news to hear, because really, how awesome would that have been? I mean, really, I was this close. I was this close to not having to do any of this. <laughs> this close, this close. Goodbye, existential nightmare. Hello, sweet, sweet nothingness. I actually have dreams about like going in a time machine and trying to convince them to go through with it. Like, guys, 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 trust me, in the future, you don't even like me that much. <laughs> and it's, it's for a good reason. I am not a great person. So please, for both of us, all parties involved, please kill me while you have the chance. In the future, it's illegal to murder me. And all parties are gonna be disappointed by them. I, I really have, uh, my wife, she recently, um, she signed me up to run a half marathon. That's 13.11 miles. 13.1 um, miles, um, my wife, she's always nagging me to do these kinds of things that I don't really want to do, like live longer. I feel like that's kind of unfortunate. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I don't think I'm going to be able to run 13.1 miles. I mean, I get short of breath just driving 13.1 miles. <laughs> Like I drive 13.1 miles and I get out and I need like a Gatorade and a couch to lie down on. I went to my friend, I told him I'm gonna, hey Ben, I'm gonna be running these 13.1 miles and he's like, oh, make sure you carbo load the night before. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, that's where you eat a bunch of pasta and pizza the night before so that you have enough energy the next day to run. And I'm like, really of all the advice to give me, you're telling me to carbo load? I'm like, man, I've been carbo loading every night for the last 30 years. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be okay the night before. I will be fine. My body's actually been wondering like, hey boss, what are we doing with all these carbs? And I'm like, don't worry, just keep loading. One of these days, we're gonna go for a run. Because I have a daughter at home, she's two years old. Thank you. Look, I'm just gonna level with everybody here. She is more adorable than whatever shit kids are in your life, okay? <laughs> 
She is. She's super adorable. She's super sweet. Um, she's so adorable that it's starting to hurt my feelings. Like I showed a picture to my friends and now they're convinced that my wife had an affair with a much more gorgeous man. <laughs> They're like, I'm pretty sure you're raising some beautiful man's adorable toddler. And I'm like, all right, maybe I am. It's still better than having ugly kids. <laughs> it gets worse. I was at a grocery store one time with my daughter, just she and I, and this sweet old lady in a motorized scooter came up to us. She took one look at my daughter, and she said, oh, my goodness, she is so beautiful. And then she says, I swear, I guess she must take after her mother. I don't know. Fuck you, lady. I don't know what put you in that motorized scooter, but I hope it's debilitating chronic pain. Am I right? <laughs> That's how adorable my toddler is. She is starting beefs intergenerationally, okay? Guys, my, uh, my weight fluctuates a lot. I don't know. Can you say fluctuates if it only ever goes one direction? <laughs> It fluctuates up consistently all the time. I gain weight quickly, too. Uh, I can always tell that I'm gaining weight too quick. I have this laptop. It has facial recognition. So you open it, it looks at your face, and it unlocks the laptop. And I can always tell that I'm gaining weight too fast because I'll open my laptop, and it'll just fail to recognize who I am. I'm like a guy who can't get in past the bouncer at his own club. My laptop's like this concerned friend. He's like, I think you need to go outside. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm just enabling you guys at this point. My name is Sarab. That's an Indian and Persian name. Indian and Persian people, two very different cultures, but they do have some things in common. For example, and you won't find this on like Nat Geo or Wikipedia, both groups of people like to correct me on the pronunciation of my own name. <laughs> It's always the older crowd, too. Like, I met this older Persian gentleman at a party, and I, uh, I said to him, oh, I'm sorry, did I get the horn already? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to cut. I'm sorry, guys. Thank you very much. My name's Sarab. One more time for Sarab, America's premier advocate for cuckoldry. Those of you who aren't laughing don't know what cuckoldry is. Don't look it up here. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Duat Mai for real this time, but please help me welcome to the stage, Cam Granger. She's not here. Duat, you're up. Thanks, guys. Who's who's Cam? She she. Did you see it before? No? She just... Just a name on the list. All right. That's cool. Hey, guys. You know what uh, wakes me up more than drinking coffee? Uh, stealing it. <laughs> People go, oh, I'm addicted to caffeine. I go, I know. I'm a kleptomaniac. I need my adrenaline. <laughs> Every day. You know, I think natural highs are the best, you know. Uh, adrenaline, sex, laughter. I want to shoplift uh, and then jerk off while thinking of something funny. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe my... Uh, my head will explode or something like that. I'm not sure. Hey, remember that guy who had to cut off his arm because uh, like a rock fell on it? Remember that? Uh, you, know what, what, you know what would have sucked if uh, while he was cutting off his arm, like he was 90% done, uh, some random stranger walked by. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, now I'm going to be the guy who should have waited another 30 minutes. Not a hero. Hey, can you help me break my bone? I'm putting all my weight on it and it just bends. It, just, it hurts. You got any food? Oh, I don't like ripe bananas, but all right, let's go. 
Let's break the uh, the thing. You guys smoke weed? No? I can tell. What is he talking about? I don't know. Half of the people are fucking cheering and the other half aren't saying anything. He doesn't know shit. I don't know anything except that people tell me that they don't want MMA, uh, not MMA, but uh, Siamese twins, right? I go, I want Siamese twins. I'll train them to be MMA fighters, you know? Wouldn't that be cool? Like two skinny dudes as the heavyweight champion of the world? Right? The secret weapon, the old one, two, three, four. <laughs> you gotta watch out for the old one, two, three, four. You gotta block twice as long. <laughs> Stop not blocking, here it comes. Oh, oh, one, two, don't let him take you down. He's gonna hold you and the other guy's gonna pummel you. Don't do that. Don't let a, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking about, you know, the tooth fairy, I think it's just a metaphor for death because once you lose all your teeth, you're gonna starve to death. Yeah. But they had to nicen it up, you know, because kids were scared, so they had to turn death into like a little old lady with wings. And, now you're like, all right, oh, that's kind of a pretty lady. Come here, she gave me 20 bucks. Mama gave you 20, no. I, uh, I carry an envelope everywhere I go, just in case somebody walks in on me, I'll lick it and look important. Who are you writing? Stephen King. I'm telling him that I have a better ending for the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Turns out, Andy Dufresne did murder his wife. Andy, get Andy, he's fucking making a boat. <laughs> I know where he is. It's based on a true story, do you guys know that? Every Stephen King book is based on a true story because the guy's delirious. <laughs> hey, so China made Kung Fu, right? And that didn't work, right? But then Muay Thai works. Right? How come China, this big country, made shit that didn't work, but this little old country with like nobody, like 80 people, how come they made something that worked? Because they have banana trees and they kick banana trees all day. Okay. <laughs> that one didn't work. <laughs> hey, uh, so the Supreme Court said that solitary confinement is torture. Uh, this means, like imagine if you were uh, in solitary and you got out after 10 years and you found out somebody else was tortured and you go, oh man, what'd they do to you? And he goes, oh, they waterboarded me. It was horrible. It was like a thousand deaths. And then they kicked me in the nuts. And then they talked about my God. It was horrible. What'd they do to you? Uh, they left me alone. <laughs> yes. Anyways, thanks very much, ladies and gentlemen. One more time for Duat Mai. $20 from the Tooth Fairy? Where the fuck did you grow up? I got a quarter and a promise that it might happen again. That's <laughs> Once you run out of teeth, you're not going to get this anymore. Some passive income gone down the drain. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Alexandra Van Helden, but please help me welcome to the stage Ruben Escobedo. <laughs> Guys, give it up for Elwood. Not a lot of people know this. Elwood is starring as the Monopoly guy in the prequel, so good for him. Physical jokes, that's good for radio. All right. Uh, we're having fun, right? Yeah, that's good. All right. You guys ever been told you look like a celebrity? Has that ever happened to you? 
No, you're ugly, thank you. You, yes, who have you been told you look like? Okay, good, I can do jokes about that. Cool, uh, pass. Uh, anyone else? Cillian Murphy. Murphy? We know. Um, what about you, Colonel Sanders? You ever get anything? No? Yeah, is it Colonel Sanders? Santa Claus? What's up? We'll find out. I've got a fetish. Um, I told my parents to listen to this. Um, hey, mom, what's up? I'm making great decisions. No, I've been told I look like a celebrity, but every time I get told that, it starts as a compliment and ends as an insult, which is really cool and super uplifting. Uh, like, I've been told that I look like James Franco. Yeah, thank you. If he gave up. <laughs> Which is cool, yeah, she's, I can see it, thank you. Thank you, I guess. Uh, I've been told I look like MSN news correspondent Rachel Maddow. If she was ugly? I don't, that one hurts the most. Well, hold on. Um, I've been told I look like Freddie Mercury. If he ate the rest of Queen. Like I know that I'm a, I'm a little bit of a big dude but I'm not four people BMI, big dude. That's a, that's a large man. I know that these are very physical jokes about my physical appearance, and if you're listening to this, you probably don't get it. Uh, people are laughing because I actually look like uh, Ryan Gosling had sex with a grizzly bear. So it's funny because I'm being ironic. I'm a handsome man. I'm six, this is, now she's nodding. You said I look like ugly James Franco, and now you're nodding. Watch out, Santa Claus. <laughs> I'm six foot two. Um, no, the best compliment though was also the worst one I ever received, which was cool. I was sitting in a sushi restaurant, which is about the size of this room. Again, if you're listening, this is a stadium. And I'm sitting there and there was about 70 people crammed into this sushi restaurant, which a fun fact about sushi restaurants that you might not know, they don't have to worry about fire exits. I don't care. I love that joke. I tell that joke every time I tell this story. It's a funny joke because raw fish. Um, I'll take it. Cool. Uh, so I'm sitting there and this guy's looking at me. And I do not know this man, but this man's looking at me like he knows me. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And I'm like, hey man, do we know each other? But it's a very loud, crowded restaurant. So it's more like, hey man, do we know each other? And he's like, no, but do you know who you look like? Oh boy. And I go, uh, James Franco, Rachel Maddow. And he just goes, no, you look like Templeton the Rat. <laughs> if you don't know who Templeton the Rat is, because you're not as well-versed in children's literature as I am, Templeton the Rat is the rat from Charlotte's Web. And I just looked at him, and I was like, thanks. <laughs> Finally, my buddy stands up, he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, hey man, you can't talk to people like that. You can't say things like that, because he doesn't look like that rat. If anything, he looks like the sloth from Ice Age. Thank you guys so much. Yes, one more time for Ruben Escobedo. Sid the sloth. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck we have Rahul Sudharsan, but please help me welcome to the stage Alexandra Van Helden. Thanks, guys. 
Um, so it's apropos we're sitting in Mutiny Radio. I was listening to the radio just the other day, and the commentator was talking about how California has a drug problem. Some of you sound like you might be intimately familiar with that. But uh, he was talking about, he goes, meth is easier to get than pizza. You listening can't see the expression I'm making, but get fucked. There's no way that meth is easier to get than pizza. I have never accidentally ordered 10 boxes of meth at 3 a.m. I mean, granted, maybe I'm on the wrong apps, but I have never done that. Uh, it seems like everything I hear on the radio is about Trump, and I have actually come to really admire Trump supporters. Now, stay with me, San Francisco, because I really admire Trump supporters because they are universally unshockable. Like, consistently to a person. Like, trying to shock a Trump supporter is like watching fireworks with a blind person. Like, you're like, oh my god, look at that! And they're in the corner like, I think a car just backfired. I hope everything is okay. I'm like, what? Did you not see? Did you? Oh, you you can't see it. Oh, okay. All right. It's so backwards, guys. Like, life is so backwards now. Whole Foods has started selling junk food. And not like evaporated cane juice and cocoa butter. Like, we know you're having chocolate. But like, real primary colors packaging junk food. And I think it's great. But if they're going to sell it to me, they should give me a separate checkout lane. Because right now, me and my junk food have to check out behind, like, cage-free vegan juice guy. And I think it's my shopper's right to not know how many potatoes died for my bag of chips. (laughs) I don't know, dude. How many? Some? A bushel? Really? I think it should just be express lane, regular lane, lane of shame. (laughs) Me and my buddies in the lane of shame, I tell you, we would be really efficient. There would be no, like, fumbling for quarters. None of this, like, I didn't realize I was supposed to put my stuff on the convey. Oh, is that how that works? You and the 50 people before me did not serve as a good model. Um, I learned an expensive lesson the other day. Uh, One should never play poker with a tattoo artist. If somebody can look a guy in the eye and say, yes, I think putting I'm a pimp above your eyebrows is an excellent idea, And I want in on that. He's proven he can lie, okay? He took all of my money. Um, Lying to kids is tough. Um, I had to lie to my son the other day. We were walking down the street, and this woman came towards us with, like, under eyelid plastic surgery. And my son looks up and goes, what happened to her? And I was like, the Kardashians. The Kardashians (laughs) happened to her. But plastic surgery is weird, right? Like, there's no other place that that kind of trauma could happen to you and we're not supposed to talk about it. Like, if I go into work with an ace bandage on my wrist, I'm expected to give a very detailed account of how I tripped over my lawnmower. But, like, you play Mr. Potato Head with your face and, what, none of us are supposed to say anything? Is that really how this all works? All right, guys, that's it for me. Thank you so much. The Ohio Players. One more time for Alexandra Van Helden. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. Uh, Before that, do we have James Morara in the house? Guess not. On deck, we have Jorge Sanchez Martinez, but please put your hands together for Rahul Sudarsan. Yeah. 
Mutiny Radio is awesome. <laughs> okay, um, I just finished finals, guys, so I'm really happy. This is a great place to be. Yeah, I can finally stop snorting speed to stay awake and study, and I can start snor- snorting speed for fun, like God intended. <laughs> uh, but like drugs and study, like who would have thought? That's like having a hooker as a therapist. Like it's not the original intention, but it sure does work perfectly. Uh, like, but like I'd actually prefer a hooker as a therapist. You know, maybe like uh, who would I prefer? Like some therapist who went to grad school, had to clean up her patient's shit, or some strong, independent woman who had to clean up her own shit after a three-day coke binge. Who do you think's gonna understand more why you hate your mom? <laughs> Um, anyway, but drugs are great. Uh, it's 2019, guys. I don't like people's, um, offering drugs to, like, uh, the euphemisms and stuff. Like, I had someone say, uh, hey, man, you like to party for, like, uh, offering me weed? And I was like, no, I'd like to stick to a wall, you know? I have anxiety. I I don't like to talk to a lot of people. And, uh, had I known if he was offering weed, I would just be like, yeah, do I have to hang out with you, though? But... (laughs) Um, but anyway, that's all in the past. I'm clean and sober. It's a year since rehab. I'm clean and serene and high and very high. It's been a year since rehab. Rehab was weird. I spent like 46 days there and and they have this thing called art therapy there and they have, and, um, like they knew I was a heroin addict because, uh, all my art projects were made of tinfoil and heroin (laughs) and, uh, but, um, but like I, after that, I moved into a sober living house and never did more drugs in my life. What the fuck? Like, if you want to keep, keep people sober, like, don't have your roommates have the one thing in common with your roommates that you know how to get drugs. Like, fucking how? Uh, but eventually, we all got clean. Someone got offended, said, uh, hey, can you stop doing drugs? I lost my drugs. Uh, I lost my father to drugs. And I said, well, I lost my drugs to my father, so... See, I fucked that up, I said, anyway. It still worked, I'll take it. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I hate Facebook because it lies to you. Um, like, I once saw this guy post, uh, like, a picture of uh, the white baby and the black baby. He said, no one is born racist. Is like, really? Really? Uh, I want you to talk to my baby cousin who just got born, you know, spent nine months in a dark hole, surrounded by brown people when he woke up, suddenly saw a white person. His skin was reflecting light, and he screamed. Like, come on. Like, do you think the first person who was racist ever, like, saw a pamphlet or something? Like, do you think he was born racist? Anyway. Uh, All right, no racism jokes. (laughs) Uh, English isn't my first language. Um, And I knew this because... um, I wanted to express myself, uh, express to my friend I enjoyed myself at your party. What had came out was I pleasured myself at your party, <laughs> which uh, uh, isn't the best uh, really frowned upon. But words are weird, like it's completely cool and sexy to say, I love the taste of pussy, but not I love the taste of human flesh. <laughs> um, I'll end on this. Uh, uh, I was uh, born and raised vegetarian, which means I'm not anymore. And uh, I, like, I asked my dad, like, hey, why can't um, I have beef in particular? And he's like, well, in our religion, cows are basically God. And um, so I asked him, hey, why is God so delicious? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like so you've heard the song, God is a woman. In our culture, God is an entree meal. <laughs> like, uh, thank you, guys. I'm a cool. One more time for Rahul. 
accidental cannibal. Uh, are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Demetrius M. Brown, but please help me welcome to the stage Jorge Sanchez Martinez. Guys, keep it going for Elwood. Keep it going for the host, Elwood. Your family's here, right? Is that your, is, are you his dad? Elwood, come here. Come here. Come here. Come, come here. Come here. Explain this shit to me. He, he dresses like this all the time. The first time I saw him, I thought he was stalking his next victim. <laughs> All right? I love the guy. I love the guy. I just want an explanation. <laughs> Your whole family's here. We're having an intervention. All right? That's what's happening. This money, it's not, this money is for th therapy, okay? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, guys. Come on, give it up for Owen. The guy's us. I'm just sorry, pal. I'm sure that was great radio. I don't know about that. Oh, guys, hey, give it up for all the talented people in the room right now. All these comics, everybody. But to be honest with you, I don't know. Maybe talent is a little, you know, underrated. Every job interview I go, uh, that's the first question they ask me. They go, hey, man, uh, tell me something about your talents. I'm like, if I was talented, I wouldn't be here right now. You know? Why start there? Looking for a job, so I'm here in San Francisco looking for a job. I messed up my last job. I was uh, I, I was hanging out with like some friends. We got really drunk, and I put on my phone to call an Uber. I ended up calling my boss, and he picked up the phone, and I panicked. And the only thing I could think of what to say in that moment was, I'm just calling to say goodnight. <laughs> Are you still there? <laughs> Not been back to work since. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in desperate need. Uh, I, f this is, I, l I love this room. It's so intimate. We're so close to each other. I feel like I, c I could say some confessions, right? Elwood, if you need to confess anything, you know, feel free. If you killed anybody lately, I don't know. But my confession, you know, I just realized this after years of therapy, and that is I am afraid of long-term commitment. Sorry, ladies. Uh, and the thing is, is th why? Because uh, believe it or not, I don't look like it, but I'm a millennial, and they say the millennials are bound to get a divorce eventually because we're living a lot longer. So now every time I'm on a date, I got two things happening in my head. I'm like, can I see myself marrying this person one day? But can I also see myself divorcing them one day? <laughs> like, oh my God, she's great with kids. But is she great enough to keep them for most days of the week? <laughs> On the first date, that's what I'm thinking about, right? It's like, fuck, I don't know. I'm afraid of commitment that, like that, you know? Fuck it, is she my full custody? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's this uh, thing on Facebook. I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of older people. I, feel I, I should explain Facebook. <laughs> but there's this thing where if a tragedy happens, you can mark yourself safe from it, right? Like, like if something happened, be, oh, I'm safe, and there's a notification. It's, oh, so-and-so claimed himself safe from that. But I feel like some people are kind of misusing that a bit because when that shooting happened at Redwood City at YouTube headquarters, like as soon as that happened, like, I, like five cholos I know on the east side of San Jose marked themselves safe from that. 
I'm like, if Facebook is gonna tell me who's surviving these things, Facebook should also tell me who's dying from these things, you know? Like notification, uh, Josh just got killed. Great, slim, smiley face, you know? I didn't even like Josh. I just followed him on Friends book. I fucked that up. <laughs> I'm old. I'm getting there. It's, I, shut up, rat. Come on. Um, guys, it's great to be here. Uh, I love perform performing with a lot of comedians on the lineup. Usually I perform with musicians at general open mics. And musicians, they do something that not... Like, they do something that no other kind of performers gets away with, right? Musicians, before they do their set, they like to offer unsolicited life advice. You ever had that? The guy that plays the same four chords, smokes weed, lives in his car, offering life advice, right? One time, I swear to God, this happened at an open mic. Musician was setting up, he goes, Hey guys, uh, before I sing my first tune, uh, I just want to remind everybody to follow your passion. Let's aim for world peace. You can do it together. This first song is about my ex-girlfriend. She's a bitch. <laughs> God, my name is Jorge M. Sanchez. Let's give it up for Elwood. One more time for Jorge. Papa Bear of Silicon Valley. Are we ready for our next comedian? We certainly are. On deck, we have Cole Chapman, but please help me welcome to the stage, Demetrius M. Brown! Yes, indeed. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, good. Glad everybody came out. This is my first time doing comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so since I'm new to this, uh, I'm gonna see what I could do to be true to this. I didn't come prepared, I'm gonna say that right now. So uh, any laughs are appreciated. Uh, I got a cousin that tried to do comedy. Just like me, we used to all tell him how funny he was all the time. Every family reunion or whatever, anytime we got together, he had these stories that were just so funny. And for years, I'd say, Wayne, you got to do comedy, man. You got to do comedy. And he finally, he went up just like I'm coming up. And just like me, he went unprepared. And this was in Chicago. And this night happened to be uh, Bernie Knight was performing that night. I don't know how he got on the mic, but he got on the mic. And uh, he went unprepared, and the audience booed him off the stage. <laughs> they got their napkins and started dipping them in the water and throwing them at him on stage and stuff, you know. And the only thing that calmed the audience, the violent audience down, was Bernie Stage getting up on the mic and calming his crowd down. So, needless to say, that made me a little reluctant to come up tonight. <sighs> but you all are much nicer. I see that I was pleased to see there was no drinks, uh, you know, nothing uh, handy to throw at me here. I wrote down some little notes, you know, when I got here and I saw everybody was like so talented. You guys were really good, man. I've heard some really great jokes tonight. Uh, that made me realize how unprepared I was, you know, like, damn, I should have maybe wrote something down. So, of course, I started jotting the little things down. Uh, first thing I got was don't trip on the cord. I was successful at that, so if nothing else, uh, there's that, right? Uh, number two, that guy was funny. Fuck, I should have wrote something down. Uh, 
Okay. Oh, I had a crazy day today. They told me like comedy is like therapy, right? So since I'm too cheap to pay for a therapist, I'm going to share a few things with you today. Um, got up today and I saw that uh, I, I got accepted for uh, the number that I wanted, which was 19. I didn't want to come up first. You know, I needed some time to, uh, you know, get my nerves together and everything. Um, then I went to work. And while I was driving, I, I drive a lot at work, and I park at the, uh, not so much park as stop, at the stop sign getting off the freeway, and look to my left, and this dude is like, just like, standing there like leaning, you know, to the side. I'm like, damn, he's like high as fuck. So I got my camera out and started like <laughs> videoing and shit. I like to do weird shit like that. Uh, next crazy thing I saw, um, I'm doing an inspection, and I'm taking uh, pictures of a property and shit, and then I, finish up and I go to walk to my car and I hear boom boom like a car accident so you know how you kind of you know anticipate what you're gonna see I anticipate that I'm gonna see like two cars you know and I turn around and I see a car and I see a woman like on top of the car and then the car like you know does a weird movement and the woman like goes flying I'm like holy fuck you know and I start running and shit and then I get there and the lady's like not moving I'm like damn that's fucked up what I do so I pull my phone out and I start calling the police and everything and then like people start running from everywhere oh shit oh fuck it was like in a uh, uh his predominantly Hispanic uh neighborhood so like you know everybody's coming or speaking Spanish and everything and then this lady goes down to help her and she's like cradling her and stuff you know and I'm seeing all this blood and I'm like damn that's fucked up and then I kept noticing, like, the lady has, like, really big boobs and shit. And it, they kept, like, hitting her in the head where this wound is. And I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. I don't know if that's sanitary or what the fuck is going on here. And, you know, like, when shit happens like that, you want to help. You know, it's like, what? What should I do? Oh, shit. So I just got in and, like, fucking held them boobs up off her head and shit. Like, this lady's a fucking help. You know? All right, so uh, then the next thing that happened, uh, oh, okay, so now I go back to the shop and I'm ready to go in and do some, oh, oh, wrap it up. This was great, man. Thanks for not hitting me with anything. <laughs>
Not that you're single. I think you should know that when it comes to women, it's not about what they know about you. It's what they think about you. Pretty decent advice, right? I'm thinking that over. And then he continues. He's like, problem is women think you're gay. It's like, I th- this wasn't the bonding moment I expected. <laughs> I thought we were going to have like a, he's like, oh, I'm just saying, but I was out, I, I was outraged. I was like, dad, that's a, uh, that's not fair because most men think I'm gay too. All right. This is just, <laughs> gender's got nothing to do with this. It's across the board assessment from about 20 feet away. They're like, yeah, probably. You know what I mean? That's just how it goes. I, uh, I was actually, uh, I realized, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, come up on stage more. And when I do that, you got to think about who you are, who you look like. Right. But I, I think I get the most communication on that when I walk through the Tenderloin. Does anybody enjoy walking through the Tenderloin? I do a lot now because I have a face like this. And when you have a face like this, it looks like if you ask me how's it going, I'm going to answer exclusively in big band jazz music. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, hey, Cole, what's up? I'm like, wah, 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 bitty, 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 bah. You're like, all right, <laughs> shut up. I don't care. <laughs> So I got this kind of face, and when I walk through the Tenderloin in sketchy areas, usually there's drug dealers on corners who are trying to sell you something. They're good salesmen, but they got to change it up when they see my wop a wop 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 face walking down the street. My peanuts teacher face. They're like, all right, we got to change this up for this guy. Something a little more his speed. Usually they're like, oxy weed coke, like that kind of thing. They see me. This guy whispered in my ear the other day. He was like, peanut butter jelly sandwich. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, Flintstones chewable vitamins? I was like, what flavor? He's <laughs> like, wild berry. I was like, give me all that shit, bro. <laughs> Slipped him a 20 real quick, put it in his head. <laughs> People don't actually try to uh, deal me drugs uh, that often. Again, because I got this kind of wobbity wop face. So like, it's more like they, they see me and like, I feel like if they were going to try and deal me drugs, I'd try to counter deal them the Bible or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> He'd be like, hey, bro, can I hit you with some of this H? I was like, if by H you mean his love, absolutely. Let's do this. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> Got us again. <laughs> Singing Christian rock to really say, we are all one of him. He's like, go away. <laughs> I don't want to sell you drugs anymore. Get away. <laughs> Actually, uh, I enjoy marijuana. Anybody else enjoy marijuana in here? <laughs> Lovely. It is an open mic. <laughs> if, if, if I didn't get a ruckus applause, I'd be like, what the fuck? You're all cops. Uh, but... I enjoy weed. Actually, when I was home, I recently smoked uh, smoked weed with my brother uh, for the very first time, or he for his first time smoking weed. And I love legal weed now because it gives people that opportunity to experience something new, right? So that was his first time smoking weed, and that was very cool for him. Uh, and it was my first time coaching my brother down from a panic attack. That was very cool for me. He's five years older, you know? So <laughs> I love the movie Freaky Friday. I was like, let's do this premise. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> and it was crazy because I realized the last time I talked somebody out from being super high, they're 18 years old, you know, and that's like a very easy speech to give someone. You just sit them down. And I was like, hey, listen, Tyler, you're going to have a lot of scary, uh, scary thoughts about your life tonight. But I want to remind you, you're 18 years old. You got your whole life ahead of you. So just sit back, relax and enjoy Speed Racer, my guy. It's going to be fun. You know, <laughs> it's a little different for my brother. I was like, uh, hey, bro, uh, you're going to have a lot of scary thoughts about your life tonight. But I want to remind you, you're 33 years old and you still live at home. <laughs> Uh, those thoughts are correct. All right, so if you could maybe take this as a learning moment, try to turn it around, that'd be great. If not, sit back, relax, enjoy Speed Racer, my guy. It's going to be a fun movie. All right, guys, I've been Cole Chapman. Go to Pharrell, whatever we One more time for Cole Chapman. Woo! Oh, for those of you listening on the radio right now, he looks like the hot youth pastor whose attempts to convince you that homosexuality is a sin fall kind of flat, because my God... <laughs>
Our next comedian and final comedian of the evening is, put your hands together for Vishak. Hey guys, um, so I work in tech um, and I do comedy to make myself a little more likable. Oh, it looks like it's working. Because if you hadn't laughed, the joke was looks like it's not working, so you fucked up my punchline. Okay. Um, yeah, but like the only time I ever wanted to start my own company was when I was like seven. Um, the company was called Afinco. It was basically like a bank that let people deposit money at like a zero percent interest rate. So we would take people's money and just give it back. Um, and makes sense because like the only customers were my parents. Um, and um, it was basically pocket money that I couldn't spend because I had to give it back to them. Um, but, uh, so my dad was trying to talk sense into me. He was like, this is not a good idea, son. Um, what's the incentive for the customer to like use your product? And I'm like, yo, you're using a lot of, lot of words that I don't understand. Because um, I was seven, that's the joke there. But um, it's the opposite situation right now because um, I feel like the world's moved on and my parents were left behind. Um, that's not a joke, that's just a statement. <laughs> Why are you laughing, you mean son of a, you mean daughter of a bitch. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, but the joke here is, um, so I try to make fun of my parents sometimes, but just because of the context, the gap in context, they don't understand what I'm saying. So my, my dad gives me advice like every single moment of my life. But like um, sometimes he's like, he's always like, Vishak, did you hear me? Vishak, did you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm like, do you want me to send you a push notification every time I understand what you're saying? Or like, and then he's like, what's a push notification? So like. It's kind of sad, but um, I feel like with my mom, with my mom, um, um, sometimes she doesn't understand what I'm saying. Uh, so the other day I was on the street uh, and I was talking to her on the phone and I was like, mom, I'm seeing a white girl right now. Um, to which she says, in front of you? Yeah, there are a lot of white girls in the US. You'll see a lot of them. Um, no, I wouldn't do that uh, to my mom. Um, uh, just, uh, I wouldn't do that to the white girl either. So, uh, No, Shark, you're not afraid of white girls. You're afraid of all girls. Um, <laughs> Self-deprecating humor. Um, how many minutes do I have? Because <laughs> I usually finish early, so like. Um, but, uh, okay. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is Uber drivers. So the other day I walked into this Uber and like, I'd ridden with this guy before. Um, his name was Hector. So I walked in and I was like, Hector? He was like, yeah, Vishak? And I was like, it's sad because like, he doesn't know if I remembered his name or whether I just looked it up. Um, and I walked into the Uber. There's no joke here, I think. Um, yeah, that's good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> One more time for me. <laughs> oh, man. I love getting tricked into contributing to a premature ejaculation joke. <laughs> My favorite thing. So uh, here's the thing. We have run out of comedians for the night. I know. Oh, no, an open mic that's run out of comedians. You might have to go see some real entertainment or something. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we do have one performer who is running here. And if he makes it in the next 15 minutes, he'll get to perform. But until then, Pam said I could do whatever the fuck I wanted on stage. <laughs> Did you know this is going out over the airwaves? I'm live! <laughs> now what? Um, 
I guess I could do some more stuff. I have my own more. I have lots more material. I could plug shows. Ruben, you want me to plug your show? Yeah. yeah! We'll do some plugs. We'll do some fun stuff. That's entertaining. That okay, Pam? Okay. Excellent. So Ruben Escobedo, who you saw earlier, he's the one who looks like a rat. He has a show in San Jose called Pick Your Poison Comedy Show. It runs once a month, uh, first Tuesday of the month. Second Tuesday of the month. Glad I got that right. Second Tuesday of the month. It's an excellent comedy show at Santa Clara Valley Brewing Company. It is $10 tickets. Great show. Great performance. It is improv. So don't know if that's going to turn some people off. (laughs) Yeah, you do have to pay you to see this improv show. (laughs) It's improv, Ruben. Sorry. It's got to pay to see people go... <laughs> but please do check it out if you get the opportunity to do so. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you can see me next week. It's it's gonna be just like this. <sighs> um. So I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna do another set. If that's okay, you guys want to see me do another set? This is gonna be like B minus material. So don't you know? Don't get your. Pr- oh wait, no. Did you want to perform? Yeah. Oh shit! Come here. What's your name? James. Yeah. James, come here. You're up next. <laughs> Give it up for James. Uh, that was cool. Um, have you guys heard? Have you guys seen the video of the dude getting fucked by the horse? <laughs> you have? Yeah, it's a very interesting video. Um, basically, the synopsis is a dude gets fucked by a horse in the ass and like the horse is coming everywhere and stuff. Very interesting video, right? And I watched, <laughs> and I, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I watched this video and I was like, that's a cool video until I heard the dude dies. Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess like, you know, the horse really got in there and like kind of really tore everything up. And I was thinking, what a shitty funeral that must have been for like his parents, you know what I mean? I guess not, it's not the way I, I want my son to go, you know what I mean? Like to get, uh, ass fucked to death by a horse, and I just sorry. This is pretty a pretty new joke. I actually was <laughs> writing it on the way over here, but um, I just think that's a shitty way for your son to go. I mean, I just feel like eulogizing him would be pretty rough too. You know what I mean? It's like Frank was a good boy, loved the outdoors, <laughs> really loved horses. Uh, <laughs> in in the end, he loved them too much. It appears. Um, all right. Cool. What else was I gonna do? Um, I could you guys ever think about how there used to be no deodorant, like like at all? Like everyone just used to smell terrible. Like I think, like the whole world used to just smell like Bart. You know what I mean? I think that's pretty rough. Um, Jesus Christ probably smelled like ass. You guys ever think about that? You know, that's actually why we say Jesus Christ like that is because like at one point he like lifted his arms to like perform a miracle, and they're like Jesus Christ, dude. Like just fucking work on this, man. They're like, oh my god. He was like, yeah. It's like, dude. You, like you stink my friend um i think that's why the population was so low too is because like everyone smelled so bad like no one could get close enough to each other like fuck you know what i mean um like have you guys ever um have you guys ever gone down on your girlfriend uh like right after she got gets off work and it was like kind of a hot day and like she was like stressed out and stuff you know what i mean it's like very it's like a very aquatic sort of scent that's down there and uh I just think that's like best case scenario for like if you ever want to lose your boner just imagine like going down on a fat woman in like the 1600s you know what I mean all right this is actually going a lot better than I thought um I 
All right, what else? I uh, I don't give money to to white homeless people, because um, I'm like, what happened? You know, like what happened? You know how easy it is to be white and not homeless? It's it's very. It seems to be very, like I feel like for a white homeless person to deserve my money, I deserve an explanation, right? Like, how did this all go wrong? Um, I realize mutiny is a weird place to go on this like fuck poor people rant, but uh, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, dude, every time a white homeless person approaches me, like, I turn into like, a Fox News host. I'm like, get a job, dude, you know? Don't even g- apply. Just take a shower and just start showing up places, and I guarantee you one of them is going to start letting you work there. But like, <laughs> like, but, like, black homeless people, I hook, I'm out here hooking brothers up, all right, dude? Like, I give people, I get, I'm like Drake out there, dude. Like, I give, because um, there's always some sort of, like, anti-white rhetoric in, like, the sales pitch, you know what I mean? Like, it's always like, hey, brother, and I'm like, oh, whatever. And he's like, these white people be tripping. I'm like, I'm listening, you know? Like, tell me. Um, but white homeless people, because as far as I'm concerned, until this whole reparations thing gets fixed, like, white people still owe me money, homeless or not, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like, a white homeless person's like, let me get some change. I'm like, yo, let me get those 40 acres and a mule, bro. Like, what are we, are we still doing this? All right. Um, what else? Got? I have uh, four roommates. Uh, anyone else have a lot of roommates? Yeah. Uh, we have really thin walls too in my apartment, which means I can hear my roommates fucking, which is fine. You know, it's cool. Do your thing. It's when I can feel them fucking though, that that's, I'm like, these, these walls are too thin, right? Um, I was recently trying to go to sleep. It was like two in the morning and my roommate is fucking his girlfriend so hard that my room is like shaking. Like there's like an earthquake, you know what I mean? And I realized this is the first time I've ever been excited for another man to come ever, I think. I was like, let's wrap it up, Ed, you know? And my walls are so thin, I could hear them doing dirty talk too, right? Which is like insane. And at one point, his girlfriend's like, mm, come for me. And I'm like, dude, come for me, dude. Like, I have work in seminar. All right, guys, give it up for your host. Excellent. So, <laughs> he just walked in. You want to go on stage? Sure. We talk about listening to my dad come for a while. Are we? Hello, welcome to Mutiny Radio, latecomers. Uh, we actually do have some latecomer comedians here. So on deck right now, we have Jason King, but please help me welcome to the stage Casey Koenig. Mr. Robin Kiss is a cancer. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. This has been fun watching all the comics hustling. I'm proud of, uh, proud of every single one of you guys. <laughs> I, uh, what I'm not proud of, though, is uh, myself. Uh, I, uh, I'm very lucky I, I'm, I'm thin, but I, I, uh, I've been eating a lot of fast food lately, just been on that binge, like, and it's starting to get to be a, I don't know. You ever go to McDonald's so much that the people that are working there, you know, start to recognize you? <laughs> no, just me? That's okay. I pulled up to the drive-thru, and the guy actually made eye contact with me and was just like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> And I was thinking, not good. Your friendship is my wake-up call, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I've been thinking about uh, joining a gym, uh, thinking about it mostly. And uh, I, uh, 
I just feel like I, like, I, like, I know under, I, I don't look too bad, but like these arms are, like I swear there's just like a string from here to here. But I, uh, I don't know, I feel like I should work out before I join the gym again. Like I wanna get in shape before I get there because I just don't want that, like, I, I just wanna get in good enough shape so that when I show up to the gym there aren't other guys looking at me going, hey, good for you, man. <laughs> Way to go. I, um, I, uh, I got to see my mom recently, since uh, Family Values is in here at Mutiny Radio. I find that <laughs> that that'll be cool to talk about. Um, I saw my mom for Mother's Day, which was nice. The downside was that I saw my sister. And um, the reason I say that is because she just tends to be really nosy. Uh, she's kind of the, the family gossip, which I realize is a bit hypocritical of me to say in front of 30 strangers. <laughs> but it's true. I... Um, yeah, she, earlier this year she called me and she was just like, Casey, I, I have an update about grandma. I was like, oh, this is cool. Okay, what's up? She goes, grandma has a new boyfriend at the nursing home and I think they're probably having sex. Isn't that crazy? And I was thinking, what's even crazier is you thinking that I'd want to know that. <laughs> like she's in her 80s. Like, what? I don't want to picture her doing that at all. I want to picture her doing, you know, baking cookies or something. And she goes like, whatever, like it's not hurting anybody. Yeah, it's hurting my brain. <laughs> like, she, I mean, look, I, grandma's so old, she's not even people anymore. She's just shapes at this point. And so I don't even know how it's actually possible. And I really love her, but, and I'm glad she's having a good time, but we just don't need to talk about it as a family. Um, this is a really fun place to hang out. Thanks so much for being here, and thanks Elwood for doing this mic. It's, it's been a lot of fun watching all the comics in the scene. Um, pandering. Yeah, pandering. But it is true, and it's a segue, because there are a lot of other mics which are, which are just kind of uh, <laughs> a little scary. Like, uh, I, after this one set at this dive bar, um, I had this dude with a gang tattoo <laughs> give me a lot of comedy advice. I don't know if <laughs> you've ever had that happen to you, but you're just kind of like, why am I listening to this guy with the gang tattoo on his face give me comedy advice? And then I was just like, oh, yeah, because I'm talking to a guy with a gang tattoo on his face, <laughs> and I don't feel like being stabbed right now. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm not a fighter. Uh, when I was a kid, my mom signed me up for karate lessons at the YMCA. And um, <laughs> from my experience, I can tell you that karate doesn't really teach you how to fight. Karate teaches you how to do karate. And so <laughs> those are two really different experiences. Uh, I think that's my time, so I'll get out of here. Thanks so much. <laughs> One more time for Casey Koenig. Bye, audience. Oh, got some walkouts. That's okay. Are we ready for our final comedian of the evening? Yeah. Please help me welcome to the stage, Jason King. All right, uh, my name is uh, Jason King. I'm originally from Queens, New York, and I just moved to San Francisco. No, no cheers for that. Don't you guys live here? Um, uh, so when I first moved here, uh, I actually got hit by a car. A lot of people want to know what it's like to get hit by a car. I tell them getting hit by a car is like being on the receiving end of anal sex for the first time. It happens way faster 
then you can fully grasp the situation. You cry a little bit afterwards, and walking will never be the same. Mm. Uh, what I miss most about New York is my little brother. My brother was uh, younger. He used to do a lot of dumb things. So one time he drank an entire bottle of medicine, and my mom freaked out, and she stuck her finger down his throat. So he'd throw it up, and he felt awful. And she told him, you should drink some Pepto-Bismol. And he goes, I already drank the Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Uh, now that now he's older, he's a bit bigger, a bit cockier, um, and he became the most fit person in my family. And ever since then, he likes to send me a lot of shirtless selfies with captions that are supposed to inspire me. Uh, in the most recent selfie, he posed like this. <laughs> the caption, fuck you. <laughs> I worked out immediately. So inspirational. Uh, one thing I've learned here uh, in San Francisco is that regardless of whether you're black or white, gay or straight, Elon Musk or musty Elon down the street, uh, everybody wears fleeces, hoodies, and Patagonias. Uh, and so because of that, being from fashion forceful New York, I no longer have the social cues to properly and uniquely respond to certain groups of people. More specifically, when a guy stares me down in San Francisco, I can't tell whether they're trying to fuck me up or just fuck me. <laughs> so recently I was walking down the street and I bumped into this guy. Uh, and he stared me down intensely and it got real quiet. And breaking the silence he goes, I'm gonna whoop your ass with lavender. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, make your breakfast. Eggs, sunny side up with the yolk looking like booty. <laughs> then we're gonna watch Shrek. And I was like, dude, you totally scared me. <laughs> I thought we were gonna watch Shrek too. <laughs> A lot of people are mad at Kanye West lately. People are mad for two reasons. One, he says that slavery, uh, slavery is a choice. And two, he wore a Make America Great Again hat. But I think maybe Kanye just had a bad hair day. You know, he's in Wyoming. He goes in for a fade. Somehow his hair is blonde now. <laughs> Walks out. Uh, you know, goes to the first hat store he sees. He's like, do you guys have any hats? It's like, sorry, Kanye. All we have is these Make America Great Again hats. He's like, okay, fine. <laughs> Walks out the store, people start staring. He's like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Finally, someone points, Connie, we can't believe you're wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And he's like, oh my God, they didn't notice my hair. <laughs> this is so great. In fact, it's amazing, so amazing, it's amazing. Goes to TMZ the next day, someone's like, Connie, under your hat, is your hair blue? Slavery is a choice. <laughs> Got away again. It's amazing. So amazing. Finally goes home, sees Kim Kardashian. Uh, and she's like, Connie, what the fuck is up with your hair? It's blonde. He's like, why you gotta be so heartless? That's it. That's my time. Thank you very much. Don't care. Fly.
Yes, one more time for Jason King. There's a man in his family who is in better shape than he is. That's fucking astounding to me. Uh, you guys, that's it. Thank you all very much for coming to this Mutiny Radio open mic. Please come back again if you have the time and inclination to drive into San Francisco. I have been your host, Elwood, and you can catch me if you can, motherfucker! Thank you very much. To sports, vinyl, to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby.
Black, black, plastic. So, so if you're in your car and you're listening to one radio station, you need radio doing station. Is you're you're, you're hearing all, all the others. They are they are tweeting in on all frequencies, and you keep them. So just listen to to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday into two. And you leave the sound quality quality good, and you understand understand things that's playing playing. <laughs> However, however, if your radio radio is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Yeah. 
welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tusser Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that ruled the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah!